You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, January the 20-something. I have no idea. My calendar's across the room. And I don't feel like getting up and going over to look at it to see what day it is. It's a lazy Friday for me. I woke up at like 10 o'clock because I stayed up pretty late. I looked at my little the, the, the little square on my calendar, dry erase calendar. And there wasn't anything to do but this podcast on there. So I have the pajama pants on. There's little puppies all over them. Um, I am totally shirtless right now. So be thankful this is not a uh, video podcast by any means. There's no cameras on me right now that I'm aware of. I mean, I have, you know, Alexa over here. I have my computer has a camera on it. My phone's right next to me. So I could be being watched by a lot of people right now. And they could be like, damn, that guy needs to work out. But I do work out. I do. I do this thing at home. I, I, I got these little like really heavy things and I curl them and I lift them up over my head and stuff. And then I do like push ups and sit ups and, and jumping jacks and or I'm sorry, the military calls them side straddle hops. Yeah, I do all that stuff. I do flutter kicks. Like even when I go to bed, I do like 25 little crunchy things in my bed, which just wear my guts out. But my problem is, is I eat high octane fucking garbage. <laughs> like I would have to do 900 times the amount of exercise that I do right now every day just to work off this high octane garbage that I put through my teeth and down my esophagus, not my esophagus. Is that the esophagus? Does food go down to your esophagus or is that strictly for air? I know there's a bunch of pipes. It goes down one of them into my stomach where all that like little body acids like breaks it down a little bit and turns it into turds and they push them through my intestines and the whole process is just not easy. It's not natural because all the shit that I eat is just not natural. (laughs) I have a fridge full of avocados and broccoli and, and I think I just like buying these things to watch them die. I think that's a true story. I, cause I, I can just go in there and eat so unbelievably clean and healthy and again natural i can just i, I, I can peel the the, the the banana and there it is and it's delicious but i won't eat them i always buy like i, I get to the store and i'm like okay i'm gonna buy them green a little just a little green you know the bananas and, and i get seven of them that'll last me the whole week it'll be perfect i can eat a banana a day even though there's like studies out there that say eating two bananas a day does wonderful things for you But by the end of the week, there's still four left and they're brown and mushy and they're pissed off at me because I just, their, their destiny was to end up inside my system and help me like just be a little bit more health conscious, just, just offer their, their minerals and their vitamins and their, and their fiber and all these different things that are inside of that banana. It's their destiny, their destiny. Bananas are are made for me to eat them and I just let them rot What kind of an asshole am I? Not only am I addicted to myself and my own health, 
but I'm an asshole to the, the whole concept of being a banana. They just sit there and they turn browner and browner than the spots come from the outside of the peel. And then you open it up and it's like black inside in some spots and you have to cut those spots off. And then you're like, oh, fuck, it's mushy. I don't want to do it. And then when I do eat the banana, when I do fulfill the banana's destiny, what do I do? I chop them up and I put them on top of granola with like milk. Maybe some blueberries in there. That's not a banana's destiny. A banana's destiny is to be peeled and shoved in your face and digested. That is the banana's destiny. Ask any banana. You can go to like the store right now. Go to the grocery store and there's a whole giant just table full of bananas. Some of them are organic. Some of them are plantains. Some of them are green. Some of them are like brown and ripe. And most of them are just like a beautiful yellow color. You can ask any of them. And they'll all say, yeah, it's pretty much our destiny. We started off on a tree. We got picked. We were cleaned off. They wiped the tarantulas off of us. We were shipped in a big truck. And we ended up right here on this shelf for humans to come by and pick us up. Take us home. We're not afraid of being eaten. That's our destiny. Everyone's going to die. Every living thing is going to die. And this is how we want to die. This is how we want to go. But no, you left us sitting there on the fucking counter, didn't you? You son of a bitch. Well, you chopped us up and you put us in some fucking sugary-ass granola. <laughs> what am I talking about right now? I got a lot of stuff to get to, man. And I just wanted to go off on myself uh, for being just shitty to myself. I'm not hurting anybody but myself. That's one thing I remember in the army. They always say, hey, you're only hurting yourself. And it's true. That is so true. There's very few things that I take from the army. That and being 15 minutes early for everything. If you know me personally, the only time I truly get like heavy anxiety is if I know that I'm going to be late or if you're causing me to be late. That'll ruin a relationship for me, whether it's a friendship or a whatever. If you make me late, I hate you because I'm never late. So that's what the army taught me. If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. And the only thing that can hurt you is really is you. Now, of course, you know, someone goes on a shooting spree and pops one off in your brain, then that person is hurting you and you did nothing wrong. But I'm saying for things like this, like fitness goals, for success, for uh, business goals, for raising your kids, for, you know, all these personal things that you have basically complete control over. The only one stopping you from succeeding is you. And the only one stopping me from being totally healthy and in amazing shape with rippling abs and just you know, an all over tan is me. I had all day. I could have gone to the gym. I could have gone for a run. It's beautiful outside in Colorado Springs for a January 20 something uh, afternoon. I did nothing. I had a cup of coffee and I ate a Ganesh. You know what a Ganesh is? It's a giant potato-filled pastry that actually had shipped here from New York uh, through Good Belly. I think we talked about them before. My friend Heather hooked me up with that. And, uh, man, those things are delicious. Now, if you're in Colorado Springs, there's this place called the East Coast Deli. And their ganishes, 
are way better. I don't know what it is. Like we got these from the ones in the mail we got from Yona Shimmel, which is like the most famous niche uh, place. It's like a little Jewish deli. And it's, it's amazing. These things, there's dessert ones or savory ones. Uh, we got cheese ones, mushroom ones, spinach ones. Uh, we got like a cherry cheesecake and apple cheesecake one. All insane. I, I still have like four of them in my freezer. But this little place here in Colorado Springs, an unassuming place called the East Coast Deli, not only has some of the best sandwiches, some of the best breakfast, and this is not my product placement, but I will throw this in there as an extra. If you're in Colorado, it's worth the trip. Uh, if you're visiting Colorado Springs, it's definitely needs to be on your itinerary. But try the meat ganishes. Oh my, it's like corned beef hash, like or roast beef hash or something inside of a flaky cooked pastry. Like, uh, uh, oh, 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 there it is. <laughs> yeah, I just had one the other day. I literally can eat these things every day. You shouldn't, but I actually ordered two of them. <laughs> They're not small, okay? This is what I'm talking about. Like, an intelligent decision would be like, okay, I love these meat ganishes. I'm going to order one. I'm going to chop that bitch in half and then uh, I'll have it, you know, one half now and I'll eat half later. That's really enough nutrition. That's really enough to fill your gut and not make you hungry anymore. Trust me, these things are big, but no, no, I'm an asshole to myself. So what do I do? I order two of them and eat both of them within like 10 minutes. I think I drank it down with a ginger ale and I never drink soda. So this is like, what the fuck am I doing to myself? And this is not what the podcast was even supposed to be about today. There's so much stuff. I got a whole piece of paper here. Yes, I still write out my notes. I don't put them on the computer. We're going to talk, you know, some Netflix shows. We're going to talk about TV shows. We're going to talk about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about uh, the impeachment shit, of course. I'm going to talk a little bit about Ricky Gervais. Um, We're going to talk about uh, this dipshit named Barry Lee Jones. Uh, we're going to talk about some YouTube stuff. Like, oh, look at this. We got mail to get to. And, uh, you know, honestly, I'm going to have the big talk today with you guys. Uh, it's not going to be popular with a lot of you, and a lot of you will agree. We're going to talk about religion. It's the big religion talk we're going to have today. I'm going to share my beliefs and disbeliefs, and I'm not going to say anything bad about anybody or any culture or any religion or any belief whatsoever, because that's not really who I am. I don't really like to talk shit about people just because I have this little soapbox, just because I have, you know, a, a couple thousand people that actually listen to this thing. I'm not going to shit on any of you, but I will share much like the people who knock on your effing door and say, hey, here's a Watchtower magazine, come be Mormon. Much like the people that erect 50-foot crosses out in the middle of Oklahoma. Just like the people that are blasting their uh, Koran, I'm sorry, their, their Muslim music at four times a day out into the public where nobody really wants to hear it except for those people that are inside of the building. So why don't you take the shit and aim the speakers inside. Anyway, it's just like you doing that. It's just like Christians out there throwing Bibles people and telling, oh, Jesus, do you believe in? Oh, you need to believe in Jesus. But we're not going to get to that now. I have a lot to do before I get to that. And outside the office here, there's like, is my car being towed or something? Because <laughs> I keep hearing this beeping noise and it's driving me absolutely crazy. Can you hear that? I'm sure you can. It's, it's driving me batty right now. What the hell do I have to do? 
I'm on the third floor of this building. I, I'm in the back. I'm away from the fucking parking lot. What do I got to soundproof the whole goddamn door between like beeping construction shit and assholes booming their shitty rap music and just people slamming doors and shit throughout the building. I'm like, what the fuck do I got to do to have a little bit of quiet just to do a fucking podcast for one hour? I have no idea. Maybe I'm just that grumpy old man now. I'm just, I need to stand out on the lawn and yell at kids for bouncing their basketballs too loud. I need to just, maybe I just need some soundproofing. <laughs> maybe that's what it is because <laughs> I don't have any. I got, I'm, it's, it's an office, you know, it's not, it's not meant to be what I'm doing this with this. So <sighs> am I rambling? Holy shit. I've been rambling for like five to 10 minutes already, haven't I? And I've covered nothing. So let's uh, shut the hell up, Brandon. You can say that with me. Okay. And a count of three, two, one, shut the hell up, Brandon, and get to the headlines. It's time for the headlines, baby. Let's get funky. It's the headlines. Yes, the top news stories from this week um, brought to you by, I don't know. I think I actually wrote these down. I'm not going to go to a site. Or maybe I should because that's kind of what I do. I just go to, let's see, headline news, Google News. Let's see what's on Google News. Oh, excuse me. There's some news for you right there. Brandon needs to stop eating knishes. Oh my God, that beeping noise is going to drive me out. Do I have to stop this and do this like at midnight where there's no fucking construction going on? I don't even know what that is. Now it doesn't even sound, now it just sounds like an alarm going off somewhere. Anyways, I'm so easily annoyed. I'm annoyed by the fact that I'm so easily annoyed. Does that make any sense? It does, because I'll start complaining about something that I'll be like, oh God, will you shut the fuck up? And stop complaining. And I'm saying this to myself. This is all going on in my head. Sometimes I'll verbally tell myself to shut the fuck up and stop complaining about things while I'm complaining about the fact that I'm complaining. It makes no effing sense anymore. Is this what happens when you get old? Am I old? Am I officially old? I don't want to be old. I don't feel old. I don't think I look old. I don't definitely don't act my age. Do you hear that? Is it something like in the wires? Is it my interface? I, I have no idea what that is. But it's annoying the hell out of me. Anyway, I've always had this like high pitch uh, hatred of high pitch noises. I remember I worked at a Mexican restaurant called El Dorado uh, for some authentic Mexicans. Letty uh, was a, a godsend to me. I don't use that word very often. We'll get to the religion thing later, but... She was uh, amazing. She really helped me as a young kid, taught me how to cook, uh, not just in a professional atmosphere, but just how to cook. And I'll always be grateful. Between my mom, my grandmother, and, and Letty, those are the three women that taught me how to cook, and I've been cooking every day since. And I, I, it's, it's, it's something I love to do. It's very therapeutic. I love to cook. Obviously, like I said at the top of the show, I love to eat everything that I cook, and everything I cook is not exactly healthy. <sighs> So that's always hard, you know, because <laughs> I make for some effing reason. I am single and it's great, but I love to cook for other people and I rarely have dates. I rarely have friends over or anything. I got my kid here half time. My cat doesn't like my cooking. My kid who's here half time doesn't like my fucking cooking half the time. So I have to cater to his needs. But sometimes I just like to go batshit and just cook a big fucking plate of something. And then I'll make enough for like seven straight days. And 
it won't last that long at all. It'll last maybe two days and I'll just eat it three times a day here and then tomorrow. And then like, I really want spaghetti and meatballs right now. My style, because when I make spaghetti and meatballs with my kid, he, like, first of all, he'll take one bite of the meatball and then just waste the rest of it. And he'll basically only want sauce, noodles and cheese, Parmesan cheese. That, that's it. Meanwhile, I like mushrooms. I like onions and peppers and, and, all, and I like to put little chunks of pepperoni and stuff in there and just make this amazing sauce from scratch. I'm working on learning how to make noodles from scratch. By the way, this is not the headlines. This is what happens when I drank a, a full cup of Bulletproof coffee and got a really good night's worth of sleep. I am just going to be a fast-talking, rambling son of a bitch for this entire podcast. So if you like that, you're going to love it. If you hate that, just turn it off. It's fine. I'll forgive you. Okay, headlines. Uh, let's see here. This is like, do, should I just do a podcast about the impeachment thing? Because it's not exciting to talk about. It's not. I mean, it's reality TV in the most boring possible way. Um, yes, the, the 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 tangibility of Donald Trump. Well, he's already been impeached, but of of him going through this trial and being removed from office and all that stuff. Yes, it's kind of exciting. It's a wonderful thought. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. And even if it did, we'd be stuck with Mike Pence for the rest of the year. Uh, uh, it's like, is that a lesser evil? At least we know Trump is full of shit. Uh, Pence is completely full of shit, but he's not so outright with it. Here's the thing. It's, it's a big fucking waste of time. And here's going to, here's something that I'm, I'm going to say. That's going to be a little controversial unless one of these other candidates on the other side of whatever fence that that's not there actually steps up and does something noteworthy, says something, catches your eye, starts trending or whatever you want to call it, Trump's going to get reelected. You know why? Because everywhere I look, every post that I see, I always see Trump 2020. I see bumper stickers. I see a ton of just ridiculously stupid people that don't even understand politics. They don't understand what's going on. They don't understand how this is affecting people. And I'm not going to sit here and shit on Trump because I it'll eat up the entire podcast. I'm not going to do that. But and I'm not going to, you know, I take it back. I'm not even going to call you stupid because I'm, most of you are not stupid. I have really good friends who are some of the smartest, most talented people in my world that, that support Trump. But in that instance, you're fucking stupid. You don't get it, man. You don't understand what pulling out of the Paris uh, Climate Treaty has done, what dismantling the EPA has done, which pulling out of this Iran nuclear thing has done. You don't understand all of these little things. And sure, you can flip side that, and he's done amazing things like every president has and should do. But that's like being a good dad. I'm not going to pat you on the fucking back, and I don't expect it either when I make my kid happy and buy him a gift or when he's, you know, passes his fucking grades in school, which he does when he's, you know, releases another book, which we're about to do. I, I don't want a pat on the back for that shit. I don't, that's because I'm a fucking dad. That's my job. That's what I'm supposed to do. You don't get, you don't get a, a cookie for being a good mom. You don't, you're supposed to be, that's what you do. You made a baby. You made a little human. You're supposed to be, a good influence on it. 
So don't expect that. It's pathetic if you expect that. Oh, look at me. I'm doing something cool with my kid. Yeah, I'm father of the year. You'll never hear that from me. And you shouldn't hear that from anybody. Yeah, sure. Share what you guys do. Share your accomplishments. Share the kids' accomplishments. Share the fun times. Fine. That's awesome. We love seeing that. But don't expect, like, praise for it. That's just dumb. My friend Hillary is down there in, she's the host of The Drink on a side TV. She's got two kids, single mom. She's busting her ass down there. She doesn't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But she's holding it together. The bills are getting paid. She's doing what she needs to do. But she's not going to sit around and be like, praise me for it. Because that's stupid. She's doing what she's got to do, you know, and I'm doing what I have to do. And you're probably doing what you have to do. Anyways, I don't know how I got from Donald Trump's impeachment to, you know, struggling single parents. It just happens. It just happens. My mind is like a, uh, it's like an ant hill. Yeah, you think you know what's going on underneath when you see the little, you know, mound of dirt with the ants circling around it. But underneath, it's very complex and it goes in all different directions. Yeah, that's my brain. Enjoy it. Hey, you're listening. This is your choice. Okay, this is literally uh, every story on the headlines is on Google News is Trump, 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 Trump. Ooh, Bernie Sanders, yay. Um, I like Bernie Sanders. Hey, try something new. If you don't like him, you don't have to like him. I don't like Trump. He's still the president. <laughs> What's wrong with trying something new? You tried something new with Trump. And guess what? It's bad reality TV. There's nothing but bad decisions and embarrassing moments, one after another, so many that you can't even keep up with them. So try something else new. Why not? Give them four years. Why not? Anyway, um, a 97,000-gallon red wine leak made its way into Northern California River. What? Well, that sucks. Good for the fish, though. They're having a good party down there. They're having a nice red wine party. Uh, maybe they've got some um, artesian cheeses, maybe a little charcuterie-type plate. Did I say that right? Yeah, I mean, it's a fish party. Who knows? Um, here's something that uh, just happened. I guess Houston blew up last night. That sucks. Um, some grinder plant. I'm, I don't think they're talking about the sandwiches. If they are talking about the sandwiches, that, that's terrible that so many sandwiches had to die in the fire. I think two people actually died in this thing, so I probably shouldn't joke about it. But big explosion in Houston. That fucking sucks. Uh, but, you know, shit, shit like this happens. You can't. It's always going to happen. There's no preventing it, even if you think you can prevent it. Just like you think you can prevent gun violence. It's always going to happen unless you go around and take everybody's guns away. What you're not going to do. You can't have my guns. I have a bunch of them. You can't have them. They're here for my security and for my son's security and my business security. Sorry. I'm, I hate the fact that I need them. But you know what? I have them. So you're not going to end gun violence uh, by passing any laws. You're not going to end explosions by doing all the precautions that you possibly can. It, it, these, these things happen. And it, it's a very unfortunate for the families the, and the people who passed. But yeah. Um, <laughs> what is how to efficiently empty your bowels every morning? Okay, I'm in. 
Uh, let's see here. This is, this is headline news. And you know what? I actually agree with this kind of stuff being headline news. I would rather hear about emptying my bowels and getting some instructions how to take a shit every morning than hearing the next stupid thing that Trump has done or Mitch McConnell has done or even some stupid Democrat has done or whomever. I don't play on any side of the fence. I straddle that fence. Sometimes you slip and you hit yourself in the nuts, but at the same time, it's just who I am. We've been told our entire lives to eat certain fruits, vegetables, and whole grains to stay in good health. However, according to Dr. Steve Gundry, a world-renowned heart surgeon, many so-called health foods in the American diet contain a dangerous toxin that could be expanding your waistline. I'm probably eating all of that shit. This toxin causes micro tears to form in your fragile intestinal wall. Although bacteria and waste products, oh, wait, I fucked that up. Allowing <laughs> bacteria and waste products to seep into your body, says Dr. Gundry. This harmful, <laughs> I don't know why I'm having a lot of fun. Okay, just tell me what the fuck, is this an ad? Is this a fucking ad? Am I reading a fuck you, Dr. Gundry? Am I well, just, just tell me what the goddamn food is. You don't have to do this whole freaking lead up. I'm seriously going through here, and it, if this is an ad, I'm going to be pissed off that I clicked on an ad that looks just like the news stories on Google News. It says nothing about what the food is. Oh, yeah, this is a fucking ad. I got duped. Look, it looks just like a news story asshole okay let me get to another you know what I wrote some shit down fuck google news they're just trying to trick me into clicking on shit um rock and roll hall of fame yeah you know say what you want about it I always enjoy watching these things I think it's on HBO everywhere and uh I always enjoy watching these things I don't care about how long it took somebody to get inducted. I don't care about all the drama behind it. I don't care. It's just a really fun show to see these people and honor them. Uh, this year, there's some good nominees, and then there's some what-the-fuck nominees. I uh, Let's go through these. Depeche Mode. That is borderline what-the-fuck for me because I was never a big... Then again, maybe I have been a big Depeche Mode fan. I mean... Come on. Get your own personal. Jeez, I love that song. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Policy of Truth, Enjoy the Silence. But then you go back to, like, Just Can't Get Enough. I'm just, oh, I hate that fucking song because I had some band that I was singing from that really loved doing that song, and I had to kind of pull the <laughs> pull the carpet on that one. But Depeche Mode, Doobie Brothers, obviously. I mean, come on. They deserve to be in there. I hope Michael McDonald's a part of that. Uh, Whitney Houston, one of the greatest uh, selling artists of all time. Of course she should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nine Inch Nails, that one makes me feel old as fuck. (laughs) I was making music before Nine Inch Nails came out. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, shit. But deserving. They sold a shit ton of records. They're still doing a a very innovative Trent Reznor's amazing music. yeah, I mean, he influenced a generation. Uh, so, yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. T-Rex, absolutely. Ask any band like uh, Def Leppard or even like Elton John or any who their influences are. Most of them say T-Rex. Um, like Bang a Gong's a song that was really famous. They didn't have a whole lot of hits themselves, but they influenced like almost everybody. 
So I, I don't know. I don't know who's alive or dead or anything with that band anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, absolutely deserving. That, and that's what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is supposed to be about: bands that influenced generations of of listeners and people that made their own music. So, it, it, but it's you know, it's also weird to me that like a band like T Rex or the Doobie Brothers got in like years after Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and stuff like that. So. They're, I mean, they have to put on a show. It can't just be a bunch of old people. It has to be some fresher stuff. I get it. There's got to be a little something for everybody. I understand that. Totally understand that. But this last one, and it's not just because I don't like rap music. And it's not, I don't care. Like, I think NWA absolutely belonged in there. I think, um, I'm trying to think of another one, like Grandmaster Fly. I think that they influenced generations of people and other artists i understand that that's perfect and maybe notorious big biggie smalls did as well i don't know i've only heard one song from him and that's that i love it when you call me big papa or something i i don't i've never heard anything else so one hit wonders do not belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Marcy's Playground will never be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Fastway will never be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm a Barbie girl will never be in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, I could go on and on and on and on. Why the fuck is this one hit wonder in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? First of all, I, I didn't... Th- I, I don't. I mean, the most popular thing he ever did was get murdered. I, I hate to say that. It's sad. Uh, it's terrible. But am I wrong? No. At least, like you know, Tupac on the flip side of that, he inter- influenced a whole bunch of people. I couldn't give you one or two. Maybe two Tupac songs. I don't listen to rap. I don't like it. Okay. I'm allowed to not like rap music. I'm allowed to fucking hate it. It gives me a headache. I'm allowed to do that. So are you. You're allowed not to like Pink Floyd, which is my favorite fucking band. You're allowed not to like The Doors, which is one of my other favorite bands. You're allowed to not like The Beatles. That makes you stupid. But at the same time, you're allowed to not like something. I don't know why people always have to fight you on things. I'm allowed to not support Donald Trump, just as you're allowed to support Donald Trump. Do I think you're stupid for doing so? Yes. You may think I'm stupid for not supporting him. You see how that works? We're all allowed to our own opinions and likes and dislikes and beliefs and disbeliefs. And we'll talk about that in the religion segment in the meat of this episode later. I don't like rap music. I don't like Notorious B.I.G. I didn't get it. I thought that Big Papa song was stupid. It was just dumb. It's a gimmick. I love the way you call me Big Papa. What? That's a song? For me, music is played with guitars and even keyboards and horn instruments and drums and wind instruments and stringed instruments and music played by what? Musicians. This shit here, this fucking shit, most rap music, you hit a fucking button or you download something and there's your music. I can shit out 50 rap songs this week if you want me to. Especially this mumble rap auto-tune bullshit. What the fuck is that? If I wanted to hear a robot take a shit, I'd listen to dubstep. It's terrible in my opinion. You may disagree. You're allowed to. But does he belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't think so. I think it's garbage. 
if it's just because of his influence ever since. Okay, imagine if he didn't get shot and killed, which would be great. I, I don't want to see anybody get shot and killed. Just because I don't like your music doesn't mean I want you to die for it. Now, some of the people out there at 3 a.m. booming their shit in their cars driving by my apartment at night, those people I kind of wish death upon. And I have no qualms in saying that. Like I said before, I want to invent an app that I can do on my phone that you can hit a button and it traces those sound waves, those boom, 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 fucking sound waves, and it blows up their fucking car with them inside of it. I want to invent that. That would be amazing. And you know what? I'd probably make a fucking shit like a billion dollars in one week. But anyways, do I think B.I.G. needs notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, I don't. I think there's a lot of others out there that deserve it a lot more than he does. And I, but like I said, I know they need something for everybody. So there's that demographic. And he did influence people. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It just annoys me, though. One person who does not annoy me is uh, Larry David. I'm going to talk about TV for a second because there's like two exciting times in television. It's like October and February. Is that six months apart? November, December, January? No, it's only four months apart. But those are exciting times because that's when all the shows come back. That's when new shows are are brought. And I love television. I'm in the television business. So Sci TV is uh, mine. I own it. I created it. I build on it every single day. And you also can partake simply by going to ASYTV.com, AsyTV.com, over 600 hours of all original and classic TV and movies. It's just like Netflix. It's just like Hulu. It's like Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, HBO Go, all of that stuff. It's a streaming platform. Uh, it's on AsyTV.com right now. We're going to be back on Roku, Amazon Fire, uh, Apple TV, all the streaming platforms here real soon. We're in the building process. I just got off the phone with Kelly uh, Carlin, George Carlin's daughter. And uh, she's a really opinionated, open type person who just shares amazing things on Instagram and all that and, and Twitter. I reached out to her and we just had a nice conversation today. Uh, big honor for me because George Carlin, as many of you know, is a, probably my biggest idol. Uh, one of the, at least top five. And um, it was really cool to talk to her. She's really cool. We're talking about doing a show together. Who knows what it'll be about, but the, the offer has been there and she's mulling it over and coming up with ideas. So, you know, we may have Kelly Carlin on Asai TV here pretty soon. We've got Amy Dumas, who's Lita, WWE Hall of Famer. We got another uh, Eva Lee, who's a popular pro wrestler. We've got, you know, Eddie Finocchiaro from uh, the Ham Radio Show. And I mean, we have a ton. We got Chantel, we got Ricky, we got Shannon, we got Garrett, we got me, we got my son. We've got, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of content and a lot of personalities and stories being told on a side TV. And I want to share them with you. It costs five bucks a month, less than that cup of coffee that you had this morning, less than that delicious burrito that's been in the back of my mind, at least, uh, that I want to have for lunch. It's 17 cents a day to enjoy over 600 hours of content. Wake up, people. Go to asidetv.com right now. Subscribe. Truly believe that you're going to love what you see. Anyway, but TV's coming back around. Uh, you got all the Gordon Ramsay shows and everything, which I'm fucking addicted to. But my favorite show of all time is back for season 10, Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO, featuring Larry David. Episode one was fantastic. They'll probably do eight to ten episodes. I've loved every single episode in the ten seasons that they've done so far. 
And I highly recommend, if you're looking for something to watch, that's your show, brother. That is absolutely your show. Walking Dead's coming back on. It's cool being a wrestling fan because that shit never, there's no off season. That shit is 365. There's, and they do what, three shows in WWE, not to include the network stuff. If you're a wrestling fan and you don't have the WWE network, just get it. It's amazing. And, um, but that never has an off season, so that just keeps on going. But my shows like South Park and Family Guy and Rick and Morty, and they're all starting, you know, they're all coming back and American Dad, and just, it's, I liked watching TV. I like sitting on the couch at night and just going, okay, let's get caught up. I just, I like to see other people's art. I like to see other people's offerings. And don't even get me started about the true crime documentaries. Um, Netflix just released one uh, about Aaron Hernandez, the old New England Patriots player who just was killing people, apparently, all over the place, and then killed himself in jail, thankfully. So I, I dug this one because it didn't really glamorize him. It made him look like a douchebag. Anybody who talks, if you, I'm sure you've watched it. If you haven't, you should. It's on Netflix, uh, Killer Mind or Killer Inside, Aaron Hernandez story. Um, I can't stand documentaries that glamorize these pieces of shit. Just because he was a decent football player, just because he went to a Super Bowl, doesn't mean anything. Just because he was a good fucking dad doesn't mean fucking anything. He's killing people out there and not like just shitty people. Now, if you're a vigilante and you're out there killing child molesters and killing, you know, other people who kill and just killing awful fucking people. If you put a bullet in Harvey Weinstein's head and put a bullet in Jeffrey Epstein's head, guess what? I have respect for you as a murderer. Sorry, but there's very few Robin Hoods out there. It's mostly pieces of shit like Aaron Hernandez. So, yeah, fuck him. I'm glad they made him look and sound like a douchebag. All of these little phone call clips that they've that they aired and shared uh, between him talking to his you know family and his wife and his mom and his friends and shit. It just you know it's an epidemic out there. I'm not saying everybody's murderers, but who the fuck talks like this? What happened to the English fucking language? Yeah, yeah, fuck, kill motherfucker. Yeah, 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 fuck you, bitch, all shit, motherfucker. Guess what? People, you're not cool. You're not badass. You're not fucking like hip and trendy and awesome. You're you sound like a freaking retard. These are the same people that wear their fucking pants around their ankles with boxers on and showing their fucking shit. It's it's fucking. Maybe I'm just an old man. When did this become cool though? When did this shit become cool? When did sounding like a idiot? I almost said retard, you know, because retard wasn't a bad word back in the day. It really wasn't just like fag wasn't just like, you know, any of these things, cunt, any of these words, they weren't bad fucking like, like, oh my God, he said a word. No, I'm not going to go off on that. But, you know, we used to be able to call people retards in the eighties and it wasn't anything. And I understand why you shouldn't say that, but isn't like defending the word retard for somebody else. Calling them a retard? Isn't that kind of like, you know... <laughs> you shouldn't say retard because it'll offend these people. You're, you're calling them a retard then. Stupid. <sighs> and nobody ever means like the word fag isn't homosexual anymore. It just means you fag. Nobody says retard as in like, you know, a mentally challenged person. You just think you're acting like fucking retarded. It's, it was just something you just threw out there and everyone's so touchy. And, and I get it to a point. 
We're trying to be a more respectful species. I get that. But at the same time, it's just a fucking word. It doesn't mean anything. And, and, and that's coming from a white man, a straight white man, of course. You can't hurt my feelings with anything. You can't hurt my words. What are you going to call me? A cracker? Oh, bummer. <laughs> Am I a Ritz or a saltine? Like, what, what's the... <laughs> you can't hurt my feelings. So maybe that's just my, you know, old white straight man fucking take on things. But, you know, maybe, maybe that's the elusive white privilege that I keep hearing about. You can't hurt my feelings with words. Okay, it's whatever. But anyway, people that talk like Aaron Hernandez and have that machismo, fucking macho, alpha male fucking attitude, fuck you. You're just a loser. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care how old you are. I don't care your gender. I don't care what you believe in. You're just a douchebag. That's what it, the whole thing just made Aaron Hernandez look like a douchebag because he was a douchebag. And the last thing I'll say is, can't we all just be thankful that he's fucking dead? Anyways, what else? Super Bowl's coming up. Don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm super fucking charged up and negative today, aren't I? Every battery has a positive and a negative. Me, I'm just fucking, I'm juicing the whole house with my negativity right now. Uh, no, I used to love football. I did, and I still enjoy watching a good game. But do you know what fucks it up? You do. This hardcore, just ridiculous, overpassionate, like, addiction to your football team. Bill Maher said it best, like, you're not the twelfth man, you know. <laughs> you're you're not on the team. Like every football team is made up of like a hundred black guys that would hate you if they met you. That's from Bill Maher, and I think that's great. Your job is to turn beer into piss. I love Bill Maher, but it's true that, that your job is to sell merchandise and to sell uh, to buy um, merchandise. To, buy the jerseys and buy the, the stickers and the, the little flags that you stick on your car and, and buy beer because they're selling beer ads on their shows and you know, they're in the games that, that, that is your job. And yes, it, there is inspiration. If the lions won the super bowl, I would be like, Holy shit. But we all know that's not going to happen. So I'll just continue to be a bitter football fan, an ex football fan from here on out. I don't even know who, who won uh 49ers and chiefs. Cool. Awesome. Good for those cities. I hope it brings in money for the cities, and I hope that money goes to good places, not just the players, the coaches, and the establishment, and the owners. I hope that um, you know people are happy. But if you're out there rioting if your team loses or wins, if you're out there just talking mad shit on behalf of people who don't care about you, those people are in it for a fucking payday. Those people cracked the system. They found out how to make millions playing a game. Good for them. I respect the athletics. I respect the fact that they got through college and, and they made this thing, this dream happen. But when we boil it down, it's a game being played by other people that you're not involved with. Yeah, it's cool to support people. That's why I like pro wrestling so much because I know it's fucking full of shit, but it's entertainment. It's fun. And, and football is, you know, it, it's just overanalyzed. The fans have just, the, the, the rabid, crazy fans have just fucking ruined it. I had a friend, and I'm not going to say his name because he's still a friend, but he's such a Broncos fan. I remember we were driving somewhere together, 
and he had to pull over. He had tears in his eyes when the Broncos lost a playoff game. Tears in his eyes. This guy has kids. I've never seen him cry over his kids one time, not tears of joy or otherwise. I've never seen him get emotional about anything. And he had to pull over in traffic in Denver because he was so emotional that his Denver Broncos lost. (laughs) And all through the game, we were listening to on the radio in the car. And he's driving, and I'm fucking panicking because the traffic was stupid. If you live in Denver, you know, rush hour traffic is fucking stupid. Hate Denver. (laughs) But he's not even paying attention. He's staring at the radio, screaming, punching the steering wheel. That passion ruined football for me. It ruined it. Put that towards something else, people, because it's a fucking game, and literally your job is to buy merchandise and buy whatever the commercials are selling. That it, You're too invested. Turn that passion into something more creative, something more productive for yourself or those around you because you're wasting it. And the Super Bowl is going to happen, and one team's going to go, one city's going to go up through the fucking roof, and their jerseys are going to sell, and the other team's going to be flipping cars over because they're so fucking mad. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just gotten stupid. Go to, the, go to the games. Support your team. Wear the jerseys. Absolutely. That's, I have Lions jerseys in my closet. I have Red Wings jerseys in my closet. Absolutely. Do that. But don't go effing crazy over it. Don't pull over in traffic and punch your steering wheel with tears in your eyes because a fucking game... Anyway, let's see here. What are my notes? Impeachment, Super Bowl, fuck Aaron Hernandez. I actually wrote that. Uh, Hall of Fame. And uh, Ricky Gervais uh, (laughs) hosted the Golden Globes a couple weeks ago now. Tore the entire film industry apart. One, One jab after another. You know, I'm gonna make this official. I've already got like George Carlin on the list, like Vince McMahon. I've got, you know, Monty Python. I've got just, you know, like William Regal, uh, Pink Floyd, The Doors. You know, I've said a lot of these. You know, my idols, my, my Louis C.K. is an idol still to this day. Richard Pryor, uh, even like Eddie Murphy, Larry David. These are, these are just my idols. I, you know, I'm going to make a list one day just for my own dexterity, just to Put it out there. Maybe I'll do that at the next podcast. Here are my idols and why. And why, why, they, why you should idolize them as well. <laughs> Just projecting my own interest on you. But Ricky Gervais is on that list now. I adore his work. The Invention of Lying is one of my all-time new, all-time favorite movies. His, the stuff he did at the Golden Globes is great. Afterlife is great. I've never even seen the original Office, but I've heard it's great. I love everything he does. His stand-up, the humanity thing that's on, uh, the humanity special that's on Netflix right now. Great. He liked one of my posts. <laughs> that raises your, that's some points right there for Ricky. I reach out to him all the time. Because maybe someday he'll say, wow, this guy's off. <laughs> I put out a post today that said, I will give you $1,000 to film a travel show about animals with me. As a joke, of course. But you never know, man. Like the Beatles almost reunited when Saturday Night Live offered them $5,000 to do it. 
to come down to the show and do a live set. Almost, it didn't happen. But why not put it out there? Worst thing you can do is ignore it. Second worst thing you could do is say no. But that 1.6 millis percentage, whatever, <laughs> chance of him saying, ha that's funny, let's do it. It's worth taking that chance, isn't it? So I love Ricky Gervais and uh, you know his work supporting animals and he's like the all-around perfect guy, man. Uh, I, I, I think I'm a little homoerotic for him. I, I think he'd be the guy. I, I've never had a gay experience, and I'm almost bummed about that. Like, I, I mean, I, it's not something I look for. It's not something I really want to do, but, you know, I like to try everything before I die, but I, I think he's the guy, man. I mean, he's a little hairy, but, you know, it, it's it's whatever, man. It's a personality thing. I think we'd get along really well. I think we'd... uh you know, share a lot of in commons. I can't really think of anybody else. It was Louis C.K. I like ugly guys, I guess. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I love Ricky Gervais, and uh, I don't really care who knows about my homosexual intentions with Ricky Gervais. Mm. So I'm not even like thinking of it as a sex thing. I'm just thinking of it like a like we could just hang out, like we can go out to dinner. And he's rich, too. So, I mean, that helps. He can help me with my endeavors as well. We can work together. We can go around filming things. I'll hold his hand. I mean, I'd... <sighs> cuddle. You know, we can definitely cuddle. Um... <laughs> All right. Apparently, the coffee's wearing off because now I'm just uh, stupid. Product placement. Brandon likes this stuff. Okay, uh, once again, product placement, I'm going to say something, talk about something that I actually like, something I partake in, and uh, it's a weird one today, it's kind of a, a big thing that doesn't need my help, again, they're not giving me free shit, they're not paying me to say any of this stuff, so uh, my product placement today is YouTube TV, yeah, we all know what YouTube is, There's, I have thousands of videos on YouTube, you can go to the Asai TV YouTube page and check out a bunch of shit uh, that I do if you're bored. I got old band footage, stuff my kid, all kinds of stuff. I need to organize my YouTube page. But they've recently uh, released like YouTube music and YouTube TV. I will never have cable again in my life. There's there's enough options out there through streaming platforms. I've mentioned them all to include Asai TV, which you can get right now for only five bucks at AsaiTV.com. I'll stop there. Um, but yeah, this YouTube TV thing, I'm, I'm just going to be quick. It's like 30 bucks a month or something. Cable is like however much a month. It's crazy. But you can record shows or you can save shows and stuff on there. Unlimited. It's got all the major channels. You can add HBO. You can add Showtime and all that as well. Uh, but it's really cool, man. Like I don't have cable, so I can't watch like Monday Night Raw and stuff live. I always have to wait till it's, well, it's not, I watch it on my computer. I actually have access to that, but it's not as fun to watch it on your computer or even watch it on your phone. You don't want to sit on your couch and watch freaking Monday Night Raw. So I got this mainly for, you know, the wrestling programs and, uh, I kind of watch it all the time now. It's just kind of constantly running. So anyways, if you don't, uh, if you've been wondering about what YouTube TV is, it's first of all, it's like a third of the cost of cable and it's, uh, it works. All your shows are on there. All your channels are on there. You can save stuff. And uh, there's, there's just no reason to have cable anymore, people. Yes, you got to go through the cable companies to get your internet. I do that too, but 
there's really no reason to have cable. So check out uh, YouTube TV. I have to recommend it, and I think it's worth it. Welcome to the Hall of Respect. These people are awesome. I love them. Okay, we're going to get into the Hall of Respect real quick. Usually I do the Dungeon of Douche before the Hall of Respect so we can end on a good note. But the uh, I, I, this is going to be super quick as well because I don't know much about the situation. But the whole thing with Prince Harry and Meghan, it's, a fucking, it's reality television again. Okay, that's all this is, is reality television disguising itself as topical news. The 24-7 news media needs to fill 24-7 uh, space with content. And this is one of those stories. I'm sure this is much bigger in England. Here's the thing. It is now officially the year 2020. First of all, we should be a lot farther than we are now as a society. Um, but we're held back by silly things, uh, which we will get to later in the meat of the episode, <clears throat> religion, um, anyway, and other things, but it, we should not have Kings and Queens at this point. If it's not a silly premise at this point, if you don't think it's a silly premise at this point, then you're probably, first of all, 80 or 90 years old, and I don't know why you're listening to my podcast, but I'll never understand why we put so much stock and interest into royal families. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense in this day and age. Yes, we need leaders. Yes, we need elected officials that we choose to handle business on our behalf. Yes, we need that. Of course we do. Otherwise, it'll be Wild West. Everyone just going crazy. We got to have rules in place and ethics and codes and all these things. We need that. But kings and queens? That's, uh, seems a little uh, silly to me. So my hall of respect is to Harry and Meghan, who just apparently left that behind. They said, we're happy together. We don't like the fundamentals of this thing. We don't like the inherent racism of this thing. We don't like, we don't want to be a part of it anymore. We just want to go move to Canada and be together and raise our kids and fuck you. Double middle finger right at the crown. Like I have to respect that. I have to respect that. I don't know any of the ins and outs of it. I just know the basic premise of the story, but that's pretty fucking cool to have the world in your hands. And I think they were going to be the next king and queen, right? So now what happens when this old bitch dies? I don't know. I'm sure somebody will step up and be the next king and queen or whatever. But, um, And I'm sure people will make a big effing deal about it like, for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but it's reality TV. It's entertainment, people. That's all it is. And for these people to walk away from basically having the world in their hands... Uh, yanking the silver spoon out of their asses and sho- shoving it back into the mouths of uh, of the royal family. I, I, I got to respect it. So welcome to the Hall of Respect, Harry and Meghan, you cheeky bastards. Oh, God. Welcome to the Dungeon of Douches. These people are assholes. By the way, that super, super sexy voice right there is from my friend Chantel Danga. She's the host of A Call to Adventure, available on Asai TV. I think we got like three shows out right now. She's jumping out of planes and rafting and ATVing and shooting guns and arrows and throwing axes and fencing and climbing ice, ice mountains. She's a badass. It's a really fun show. I can't wait to do more with her, and uh, she'll also be... Uh, doing some of the 22 stuff with me. The 22 is a new network that I'm uh, 
putting together. It's all things all over the country, the top 22 food, drink, and adventure places in each state and, and territory to include Puerto Rico and D.C. Uh, it's a huge undertaking, and I'm basically dedicating my year of 2020 to going around the country and filming that. So I'll be spending about four days in every state, driving all around, filming uh, the top 22 uh, places that want to work with us on this thing. And I'm really excited about that. And I've got a great team behind it and she's part of it. So thank you for the voiceover, uh, Chantel. And, uh, she's doing some amazing things in her life as well. So awesome. High five to her. And, uh, my friend Heather as well. She's fully invested in this. She's been helping me get the ball rolling, which, you know, doing these things isn't easy. Um, I wasn't born with that silver spoon. I just talked about, um, you know, I, I bust my ass to make things happen so I can live life on my terms. And, you know, honestly, it's a, it's a real pain in the ass sometimes. And it's really hard. And it's really almost impossible. But damn it, we're going to do this thing. We're going to make a side TV, uh, one of the most popular streaming platforms ever. I want to be up there with Netflix and Hulu and Disney motherfucking plus. Yes, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. And it's going to happen. I deserve it. You deserve it. My family deserves it. My friends deserve it. Everybody attached to this thing deserves it. So yeah, we're going to keep busting our asses to make all of these things happen. Uh, Dungeon of Douche. That's where we're at right now. Okay, go on YouTube right now. <clears throat> Just go. Type in Dad Tackles Kid at Wrestling Match. Not pro wrestling, but amateur wrestling, high school wrestling. This guy named Barry Lee Jones. He's 54. I'm getting this from TMZ. Actually, let me look it up so I don't forget anything. Barry Lee Jones, basically, you know, there was a wrestling match. I, I wrestled in high school. It's, it's not unviolent by any means. It's, it's a pretty tough sport. you got to be, you know, in shape and shit happens. Sometimes you get dropped on your head. Sometimes you, you know, get your arm twisted off. It happens. I wrestled a guy in high school, and I don't know how I did it, but I hooked his leg, and I turned out, and I snapped his leg in half. I didn't mean to. I couldn't do it again if I tried, but I did. And, you know, I felt terrible about it, but it happens. It's a violent sport. We're literally physically going at it until some person wins. We gain points by hurting the opponent or locking him into a position that he can't either escape from or, you know, we get points for slamming them to the mat. It's a violent sport. And this dickhead, Barry Lee Jones... His son got dropped on his head, and what did he do? Instead of going out there to check on his son, which he still shouldn't do, kid got up, he was fine. He runs out there and clobbers this other kid. He couldn't have been maybe 16, 17 years old. And it just clobbered him. God, look at this fat fuck, loser-ass-looking motherfucker. I don't mean to visually shame anybody, but this guy looks like a dickhead. And, uh, of course, you know, if people are filming it on their phones and everything and they caught him doing it, caused a little chaos. I would have liked to have seen what happened afterwards. I was hoping that kid would get up and beat the shit out of him because the kid was pretty big. Definitely bigger than this piece of shit. Definitely tougher than this piece of shit. So, anyways, uh, I'd like to strap this guy upside down with metal rusted uh, restraints around his ankles, tighten him up with a nice... Dis- Tighten him up until his feet turn a nice shade of blue. 
let his head like just kind of like drift and kind of hang out in like two maybe three inches of just pure mud and muck and bug infested garbage juice and let him spend the rest of his life there uh, hanging in the dungeon of douche with all the other douches because this guy is like the epitome of douche. Now let me talk to you about overbearing dads, even moms, to be honest with you. You you put your kid into a sport for half the reason for because maybe they wanted to try it. The other half is because of your own vicarious living through your children. First of all, (laughs) second of all, you pressure them to the point of snapping to be the best at whatever they're doing. They're never going to be the best. There's very few that are going to rise to that level. And then you invest yourself so much and so much of your passion and so much of your, your anger and just, just you're living vicariously, like I said, right through them. You've got to, got to win. And of course, I understand that if anybody hurts your kid, you want to fucking kill that person immediately. I get it. I had a guy blow smoke into my kid's face one time outside of a Walmart and I beat the fuck out of him right there in the parking lot. And he was like, my kid was like maybe two years old at that point. Like literally, I said, hey man, do you not, do you mind? I actually said, hey, probably shouldn't smoke in front of an entrance. Turned around, looked at me, looked at my kid and blew smoke in his face. I actually burnt my finger when I punched him in the mouth. And I'll do that anytime, but that's different. This is a sporting thing, what you put your kid into and they're in it and they're, they're trying their best. Yeah, sometimes people get dropped in their heads in a wrestling match. Sometimes during a football game, a kid's going to get knocked out because of a helmet-to-helmet contact. Absolutely. Sometimes when your kid's playing basketball and he tries to dunk the thing and he hits his head on the rim and he knocks himself the fuck out. Yes, these things fucking happen. It is not your right. It is not your place. It is not your job to come out there and interact in any possible fucking way. Now, if somebody pulls out a gun or something and is trying to shoot your kid, obviously you go out there and you kill the motherfucker. But no, this, look at, look up the video. This guy ran full speed and clubbed this kid in the back of the neck. Could have killed him. Could have permanently injured him. Could have paralyzed this kid. For what? Do you know how it, hard it is to be in a wrestling match? I do. I didn't win a lot of them in high school. Trust me, I was not that great. I actually left it to go join band because it was more fun but it's not a hard thing to do to accidentally drop somebody on their fucking head. And this guy runs out there like super dad or something like Randy fucking Marsh on South park, but not funny and cool. (laughs) It's so stupid. So yeah, Barry, welcome to the motherfucking dungeon of douche. Fuck you. I seriously hope someone beats your ass. Give me the meat. Give me the meat. How can you have any pudding if you don't give me the meat? All right, welcome to the meet. This is the main topic of the Brandon Bishop podcast for this week. And uh, once again, thank you guys all for listening. Our numbers are solid at about 1,500 listeners, and that's uh, really kind of cool for me. Like I said, I'm small potatoes, man. I never claim to be anything more. Yeah, I do a lot of stuff. Yes, I do television networks, and I'm in a, you know, recording bands and music and books and, and events and all these different things. But, uh, you know, I'm not hardly on mainstream networks or anything like that. I don't have a million Instagram followers or anything like that. No, I'm just a a dude trying to make a living doing cool shit. 
So the fact that you guys are listening and tuning in every single week on all the different, you know, Spotify had a bunch of numbers and I get most of my listeners on iTunes and, or I'm sorry, Apple Music and, you know, we're on TuneIn and Stetcher and uh, I think it's called Stetcher, isn't it? I, I really don't even know what the numbers are and I've never, never included those numbers. PodServe and all these different places. So I really appreciate everyone, honestly, for listening. That's uh, cool. Apparently some of you agree with some of the shit I have to say and others are probably just listening to see what I have to say. So uh, that's awesome. Good to know I got some friends out there. And I'll probably lose half of you now. Uh, <laughs> there, there's certain things in business that you don't talk about. Politics, because you'll lose half your business right there. Um, and religion. So I'm about to lose half of you. And I'll just straight up and say it. I don't subscribe to organized religions. I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in the man in the sky. I don't believe in... Most of what the Bible says, I don't, I don't, first of all, have time for it. I don't want it around me. It's all mind cleansing nonsense and stories to keep people in line. And, you know, maybe this has something to do with being brought up in a, you know, I was never told to go to church. I've only been to a church maybe 10 times in my life, mostly for weddings and mostly for other reasons, not to go there and praise an invisible man. I, I used to be a lot more vicious with this stuff. Um, But I understand religion more now. I understand that a a lot of you, a lot of people in general need something bigger than themselves to believe in. I I understand that you need that crutch to, to help you get through situations and you need the you know, your brain creates uh, what is a dopamine or something when you're high on your beliefs. I, I understand that and it feels good and it feels right. And it's so real. But if you really look with an open, unbiased, unprogrammed mind at all of religion, it's, it's just a generational hand-me-down story. And that's really all it is. And, and it's the greatest story ever told. But unfortunately, it's a story. Okay, if I told my son, and I've used this example personally, if I used my son as an example, and I told my son that, you know, your dad, me, I was born on Jupiter. And I shit bananas. Okay. It's a little ridiculous, but not... (laughs) any more ridiculous than some of the shit, you know, the talking snake and the living in the fish and the stuff that's in the Bible. Uh, There's donkeys talking, I think. Uh, There's all kinds of weird things going on in the Bible. None of them happened. I hope you know that. The Adam and Eve story that never happened. Uh, They they, they didn't happen, okay? So if I told him I shit bananas and I was born on Jupiter and I told him that his entire life and then he found books about his dad shitting bananas and being on Jupiter and everyone around him confirm the story. Oh yeah, your dad, (laughs) he shits bananas and they're delicious bananas and they fucking sit on the counter and turn fucking brown because you don't fucking eat them. Okay. I'm not going to go back there. Um, if everyone around you was telling you the same thing, there's books and songs and there's a building that you go to with my big ass and a half a banana sticking out of it. And, and all of this stuff is just handed down generation and generation and generation and generation. Not only is he going to be so convinced that his dad was from Jupiter and he shits bananas, but everyone that he tells and everyone that also sees the books and the buildings and the, and the giant banana in fucking Oklahoma and all of these different things, 
Everyone is going to believe it without question. That is called generational programming. That is what religion is. This whole thing started in Egypt in those, those, those way back days, 2,000 years before the fucking Bible was even written by Roman people who wanted to make sure they kept their people in line, but I'll get there in a second. The Egyptian Book of the Dead, read it. It's basically a version of the Bible that was written 2,000 years ahead of the Bible. It's, there was Set and Horus and, and, and the night and the daytime and everything was astrological. It was a hybrid of just astrological stuff and lessons learned and, and a code of ethics. And then that gets passed down. Mises becomes Moses. Horus becomes Jesus. I mean, this is the fact that the original Bible and the rewritten Bible, I forgot what is it, King James, whatever, you know what I'm saying, the New Testament and the Old Testament are vastly different, should tell you that this is a man-made product. Now, am I saying that there's nothing out there? No, I can't say that because I'm not that fucking ignorant to believe that I know everything, because I don't. Our entire universe could be a speck of dust in the grand scheme of things. We don't know anything. One cell in your body could be, in a, could be an entire universe. We could be one cell in a gigantic body that we can't even fathom. You don't know that's not true. I don't know that's not true. But I do know that the Bible was a man-made project. It was, a, it was written by people who were trying to keep their people in line. Don't steal my shit. Don't rape my wife. Don't kill me. Be nice. And if you don't believe in this magical, mythical, invisible guy, then you're fucked. Forever. For eternity, you're fucked. You're going to burn. Doesn't that sound like something a human would say? Especially back in that day when they had nothing else to do. There was no television. There was no internet. There was no music. Like that you could listen to, you could make your own music, but you couldn't like buy a CD. You couldn't download anything from Apple Music. No, you could take two apples and bang them together and make a rhythm. That's about it. Why, why is it taking so long for people to realize that? Yes, I know that 50 years ago, 95% of this nation alone was Christian. Thorough believers. You couldn't convince them otherwise. You know what that number is now? It's in the high 60%. Not just Christian. Like kids under 18, which they don't usually include in polls, are like fucking 25% non subscribers. And that's a big number. That's bigger than Jews. That's bigger than uh, African Americans. That's bigger than uh, Asians. That's bigger than gays. That's bigger than most freaking demographics. It's bigger than the Muslims here in, in the United States. It's bigger than anything. There are more, I don't like using the word atheist because it's just a religious term. I don't like using that word. Non-subscribers is how, how I like to say it. So you're talking like the nation is over you know, 30% non-subscribers now. Ask around. The reason you don't know that is because we don't sit around and talk about it. Christians do. Muslims do. It's part of their DNA. It's part of their life. It's part of their freaking word track. There's some people out there that can't get a sentence out of their mouth without saying Jesus. I've been hit in the head with Bibles before. 
just because I said, no, I don't subscribe. I don't want to. I don't want to believe whatever you believe because you think I should fucking believe it. Now, the reason I really, I even wanted to talk about this stuff is because I have a new project coming out. I don't know if I'm going to get to it this year because I'm already on the road 220 days out of this year. So it may be a 2021 project, but I'm going to be doing a show for Asai TV called Make Me Believe. And I'll personally be hosting this show and I'll be going around to all these uh, places, maybe even around the world, um, exploring and getting to know religions. I'll be actually right here in Colorado Springs for Christianity because I got the whole New Life Church. I've already talked to them. That's basically already set up. I just got to give them a date. I'll be going to New York City to talk about uh, being a Jewish. I'll be going to Dearborn, Michigan, which is the Arab capital of the country, uh, not far from where my mom still lives, to talk about Islam and and. you know, the Quran and everything like that, being a Muslim. I'll be going to an Indian reservation to talk about spirituality and talk about, you know, what their beliefs. I'll be going to, I think, uh, the Church of Scientology in Los Angeles. Um, that's still up in the air. They're pretty, you know, and I'm not there. Here's the thing. I'm going to convert to all of these different religions on the show, and I'm going to find out why and where and what and how and who and the all the questions. I want to know everything about these religions. I want to convert to these religions, and I'm going to do it with an open mind. I have no intentions on insulting anybody or their faith. We're going to go to Utah, Salt Lake City for Mormonism. We're going to, I think we're going to start off with like seven different uh, shows for the first season. And who knows? There's a Church of Bacon in Las Vegas. There's, you know, we can do all kinds of stuff. We can explore atheism. We can do Satanism. Why not? I want to know everything. And I'm going to immerse myself into their culture, immerse myself into their stories and their books and their everything that they have to do with that religion. And that's why I wanted to talk about this. Because th- th- my stance is I just don't want to be, a, I don't want that. I don't want to be on anybody's team for that. It's just like football. Everyone has their own team that they praise and believe in and they support and they'll give their money to and they'll give their time to. Everyone has that. But in religion, it's not meant to be, even though it is, it's not meant to be a contest, but it is. They're all fighting each other and they're all button heads and believe in this and believe that. And I, and my God is this, and my God has a bigger dick than your God. And it's, it's, it's fucking chaos. And it's just like football. Sure. Partake in it, but don't waste your fucking life doing it. That's all you're doing is wasting your life. Putting all of this time into football or religion or Anything, And I try to think, what do I put all my time into? Yes, I watch a lot of TV. Um, Yes, I immerse myself into my business. I try to be a good dad. But I don't have anything like that anymore. I used to be a huge Detroit Red Wings fan, and I got a little carried away there for a while. There's this one time we're in Detroit. It was me and two other guys who went to a game against Phoenix, Coyotes, and we went to a Taco Bell afterwards right outside Joe Louis Arena. And we saw two Phoenix Coyotes jerseys. And my friend Steve said, uh, give me, we ordered, and we kind of said, uh, oh, hey, give me five more bean burritos. And he handed one to me, handed one to my other friend, uh, Rob. And we pelted these two poor guys just for wearing Phoenix Coyotes jerseys. See, I was guilty of it too, but I fucking woke up and I grew up. <laughs> and 
I would never do anything like that on behalf of a sports team. A bunch of Russian guys who don't give a fuck about me. I would never, ever do that again. And neither should you. I never should have done that in the first place, but I was peer pressure more than anything. Probably wouldn't have done it back then, but Steve was a big dude. Um, <laughs> if Steve handed you a burrito and says, throw it at that guy, you, you grab the burrito and you throw it. <sighs> Waste of a good burrito, too. Oh, now I fucking want a burrito. Mm, I think it was just like a bean burrito. Even a bean burrito sounds really good right now. Anybody else get a headache after they eat Taco Bell? I get like a sodium headache right in the front. And it doesn't matter how much water I drink. doesn't matter anything. I have it for the rest of the day. And then I shit my pants. Talk about a sidebar for you. Uh, but <laughs> it's the same thing with religion. Like, honestly, honestly, I know for a fact this has happened. Somewhere. A bunch of Christians walked into a Taco Bell and saw two Muslims sitting there and probably threw bean burritos at them. I guarantee you something like that in that vein, maybe even more violent, has happened. And why? Why would that fucking happen? Because your God is different than my God. Your belief is different than my belief. Your book is different than my book. Fuck both your books. Fuck both your beliefs. Fuck both of your gods. Seriously. People are out there killing each other over their fucking gods. People are out there ostracizing each other and defaming each other and just ruining each other's life over the wrong answer to the God question. And it's fucking 2020 and it's fucking stupid. Now it's time for the happy All right. This is the happy ending. This is where I take everything that I had just gone through, that I just put you people through, everything that I just dragged you through the mud with, all the negativity, I ball it up and I shove it back up my ass. Because we have to be happy. We have to end. It's like never go to bed angry. You know what I mean? Never leave the house without saying I love you. So... Instead of saying I love you, which I do love you. If you're listening to my show, I have, I have love for you for that. Thank you. But I'll end this on some positive notes in the form of plugs. I've already talked about Asai TV. ASYTV.com. It's only 5 bucks, 17 cents a day. Less than coffee, less than a burrito. Yes, you have Netflix. You have Hulu. You have Amazon Prime. You have Disney Plus. You have HBO Go. You have all of that shit. You may have Sling TV. You might even be getting YouTube uh, TV now. Because I just told you to get it, and you should. Get rid of cable. Cable's bullshit. So yeah, now you can get a side TV. Um, this summer, we're going to be taking over the world. We're going to be on all the streaming platforms. Uh, we're going to have amazing new shows with amazing new people. We're going to have new episodes of the existing amazing shows. We have uh, side TV classics, which is built into it now. It comes with it. There's like 300 hours of like Three Stooges and Dick Van Dyke show and the Lucy show and all these awesome old movies and westerns and comedies and Charlie Chaplin. It's all right there. And then pretty soon, uh, we're going to have the 22, which you can also get free on a side TV. We've right now we've got a side paranormal with a bunch of creepy, freaky, awesome, spooky paranormal shows and stuff like that. Literally. And then not to mention the regular side TV programming. We've got like 35 shows, man. I mean, it's a ton of shit, ton of shit. When I say shit, I mean amazing shit that you can watch. If you're a TV head like me, only five bucks a month, a A S Y TV.com. 
there's that. My son and I, we're working on the follow-up uh, Billy Fred Wappagoggle's book right now. Uh, we just submitted uh, another book called Chicken Snake and Chupacabra Cow, which is like a barnyard detective novel. You'll swear we were doing drugs when we wrote this. Uh, right now on Amazon, you can go get Billy Fred Wappagoggle's, the first book. Still available. Still doing decent. Thank you for everybody who's bought it. Make sure you hold up the back of the book to your face. Put it over half of your face. Take a selfie. Put it on Facebook uh, for the Billy Fred Wappagoggle's page. <sighs> Uh, me and Dave, uh, we have an album out under the band name One-Eyed Buffalo. It's called Last Room on the Right. It's on Apple Music. Go check it out. And uh, the second album, still struggling to get it done, get it started. But it's it's going to happen this year. So the next One-Eyed Buffalo album, uh, Dave left us, passed away last June. Still uh, brokenhearted about that, always will be. But uh, his music will live on, and I will do the best job I can to get the next, next One-Eyed Buffalo album out. Uh, love you, Dave. Uh, what else, man? If you like pro wrestling, there's the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast, which is my other podcast. Me, Brandon Bishop, the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast with Brandon Bishop. It's all about wrestling stuff because I didn't want to inundate this Brandon Bishop podcast with a bunch of pro wrestling stuff because pro wrestling is a huge part of my life. It still sneaks in once in a while, but if you want straight up wrestling, Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast, you can listen to that wherever you're listening to this at. What else, man? Oh, I got the, uh, if you're here in Colorado, I've got the Chocolate and Cheese Expo, the third annual Chocolate and Cheese Expo happening on March 15th. It's a Sunday, bunch of chocolate, bunch of cheese, bunch of local shopping and vendors and stuff like that. Always food, drinks, music, always a fun event. Uh, I welcome you to come out. It's only five bucks. We're raising money for the Asai Cares program, which is our charity. Uh, it reaches out with caseworkers directly to families, helping them out with whatever they need. It's all anonymous. It's the way charity should be done. And then um, we just put together the Gamer Tacos, and <laughs> I always say this wrong, Gamer Taco Comic Con. Uh, April 25th and 26th, it's going to be everything you love about Comic-Cons, just smaller and with tacos. So uh, look that up on uh, Facebook events pages, same with the Chocolate and Cheese Expo, Gamer Taco Comic-Con, coming at you soon. Yeah, so we're still building that. And um, lots of stuff going on, man. The 22 kicks off next month. I'll be in Wyoming and New Mexico and Ohio and Kansas filming and filming and filming and filming. Hopefully we'll have all of these 22 lists in each state filled up by next uh, this time next year. That's the plan. And uh, 220 days on the road, man. Uh, what else is there? I know there's more. That's the thing. It's like there's all this shit going on. And I'm really proud of it. It's keeping me busy. It's paying my bills. And uh, I really thank you guys for listening and supporting everything that uh, we're trying to do. Uh, it's not just me. A side TV is like 50 other people, hosts and, and people that are just helping me keep this thing alive. And we add to it all the time. It's an exciting time to be alive. So that is my happy ending. I'm happy. But, oh, shit. Oh, we're not done yet. I have like eight questions. <laughs> I forgot the mail segment. Oh, my God. It was on a different page because I put the questions on a different page here than the, the actual format of the outline of the show so well fuck all right well i was wondering why this like wasn't as long as it normally is and i completely forgot like the longest segment of the entire podcast so do you mind sticking out sticking out sticking it out with me like hang out with me for another like 15 minutes is that cool yeah let's do this mail It makes me want to wag my tail when it comes, I want to wail. 
see, I need an, I need an engineer. I need somebody, an assistant or somebody to just wipe my ass for me. I, I, I can't believe I just completely forgot like a main segment here. These are the questions. And funny enough, I got like 30 like questions from you. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. I, that's really cool. I mean, a lot of them are like the same question or I've already answered them in previous episodes and all that stuff, but we got some decent ones this time. So, um, I'm not going to say your names, but I don't feel like it. I didn't write them down. <laughs> I have to go look them all up again. So I forgot to do that as well. Who wants to be my engineer or assistant or like program director or somebody? I need help with this shit, okay? I need help with the side TV. I need help with the Colorado Springs channel. I need help with the 22. I need help with my book stuff. I need help with these podcasts. I need help with these events. I need help, help, help. It's just a one-man show. I'm tired of jerking myself off. Somebody, please, help. Anyways, first question. Um, <laughs> I know who this came from, uh, favorite sexual position and why, uh, let's get through these quick. Cause I already promised you, like I already did the go home and you're just like, okay, I'm winding down now. Now I can get to my day. Now I'm like springing a whole new, like entree on you here. Okay. Favorite sexual position and why, um, I really like when you put your, your, your feet, like your legs over my, my shoulders I reach around the back of your head. Oops, I just bumped my mic when I said that. Reach around the back of your head so we can have good eye contact there as well. And then I get like completely up on top. That It's like a power thrust. Like I'm on top and you're on the bottom and it's just like I can like pull you in with my arms and everything because, you know, I'm like slightly above average down there. So it's if I can get any kind of advantage and get deeper in that son of a bitch and hit all the good spots in there, that's the position to do it. Absolutely. I also like after that, you know, for 10 minutes of doing that stuff, you turn them around and then you put their legs together. Then you straddle their legs like from behind a little doggy style with their legs straight and you're straddle. that. That's, that's the go home for me right there. So <laughs> that feels really good. So anyways, thanks for that question. Top three pet peeves and why? Uh, I, like I mentioned earlier, rap music gives me a headache, puts me in a bad mood because I just think it's not intelligent. It's not good music. It's not played by musicians. So I fucking hate rap music. Cigarettes, like I mentioned earlier as well, I fucking hate cigarettes. If you smoke and I smell it, I don't like you. Okay? I mean, I, I, maybe I love you. Maybe you're a close friend. Maybe you're a relative. But when I smell cigarette smokes, it, smoke, it puts me in a mood that makes me think of my grandma died from that stuff. My uncle, my favorite uncle died from that stuff. Or at least had a hand in them dying from that stuff. It kills people. It stinks like shit. And it just makes you look like an asshole. So fuck you if you smoke, whether I love you or not. I fucking hate it. And I would have to say loud chewing. If you can't chew with your mouth shut... In this day and age, you're a douchebag. You're a douchebag. I don't care. Like I said, again, you could be my favorite person. Like once in a while, my kid will fucking sit there. I'm like, okay, fucker. Like I, I love him more than anything on earth. But fucker, stop chewing with your mouth open right now. Like you could be my best friend. I'll put my hand on your, on your chin and push it up and be just lightly, you know, and be like, okay, stop that. Please stop that. You're killing me. So it doesn't matter who you are. If you chew, you loud, you smoke, or you force me to listen to rap music. Yeah, those are my three biggest pet peeves, and I won't like you. Worst date ever. I'm not sure if this was be considered a date, but I had a girlfriend about two and a half years ago, three years ago. And uh, wonderful relationship at first. Uh, like the first four or five months, probably couldn't be better. Probably the best one I've ever had. 
as far as like actual girlfriend, I've had like weeks or something where that have been perfect, but it was a really good relationship. You know, our kids knew each other. We just did everything together. So anyways, after the, those first five months, though, you start seeing all the red flags and the warning signs and you're like, oh my God, this person is a piece of shit, but you still try for some reason. Um, I was still trying. So I got this girl, she's an, you know, an actress, model, whatever, musician, and I, I got her a spot at Comic-Con in the celebrity area, uh, you know, to sell her pictures and just be there, you know, observe some contacts and be a part of it, uh, her and her daughter. And I actually gave him my spot for a side TV. I'm like, hey, you know, fuck it. I, I'm not really ready to do this anyways. I don't really want to just take the spot. You're good. That is like hundreds of dollars, if not more, to do that, especially in the position that I got her uh, in, in the venue. And I, you know, I even improved on it. And not only that, you know, I'm really trying here to put this relationship first and make things happen and make it work. You know, I'm trying. So I got this little cabin, this little cool cabin. My friend owns this hotel. We, you know, she gave me a really good price on it. I put wine in the refrigerator. I put flowers on the beds. I put some little games and stuff in there for the kids. And I just made it as little chocolates and it's little candies and stuff like that. I did everything I possibly could to make this like the most just romantic and cool little thing that somebody's ever done for. Busted my ass. So I'm doing a Comic-Con thing. I got this little cabin, you know, I mean, we did the Comic-Con thing the first day. She's treating me like I'm not even there. I, you know, we used to take selfies together, you know, and then it's like, oh, it's just me and my fucking stupid dog and, and, uh, you know, my kid. And it was like, okay, I'm not here, I guess. Um, so little signs like that, you know, we filmed, uh, her daughter had a show called too sweet. Uh, we filmed that where we interviewed everyone from like Darth Vader to the super troopers guys. And, um, just all the celebrities there, you know, even like, I mean, you name it, there was a ton of them, Power Rangers and just you know, all these different like celebrities, some really well known. Um, like Michael Rooker was one of them, you know, he's a huge actor. Anyway, uh, the first night came and went after that night. Uh, she was actually a host of another show and I gave her, I should have done this for my show. Go there, eat that. I regret it to this day, but I gave her the opportunity to go out and have dinner with you know, Eric and Paul from uh, Broken Lizard, the Super Troopers guys. And uh, I love those guys. Um, they're some of my favorite people in movies. I think they're genius. I love them. And I got to know them pretty well. It was awesome. So I gave her, we went down to the rabbit hole. I gave her this. Okay, so keep, you keep in score. Gave her an awesome spot at Comic-Con to do her thing in the Celebrity Ward. Gave, um, gave her this, you know, put together this nice little hotel thing and and then I gave her, you know, the interview with Eric and Paul from Broken Lizard. Super boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And the whole time, that should have been in a side TV. You know, I could have been subscribing people on the spot. It should have been, you know, something I did for myself. The cabin was, you know, just something any really good boyfriend would do, I guess. I hate that fucking word, too. Boyfriend. Hey, boyfriend. It's my girlfriend. It's boyfriend. What are we in fucking high school? Anyway, um... And then, you know, I give her the spot interviewing these guys, which I really wanted to do myself. <sighs> so um, <laughs> we uh, get done with the shoot and she, um, we go do the shoot at this little restaurant called The Rabbit Hole. Really fun shoot. She, I had to feed her every line as usual. And um, yeah, so we did that. So I'm like, okay, cool. I got a little surprise for you. And, you know, the kids want to 
I got this cabin and, you know, it's full of stuff and let's do it. Now, she wanted to go out to this little like adult arcade stuff with Eric and Paul for, you know, Super Troopers. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Let's go do that. But we have to get, you know, pick up your daughter, who, by the way, was 12 years old and alone in my apartment. I don't know why. I mean, she's only there for like a couple hours after Comic-Con while we filmed stuff because she couldn't get into the bar that we were filming. But it was just like, okay, um, okay, we'll go do this. So we're there for about an hour and a half. And I'm like, look, we have to fucking go get your daughter. And I did this whole thing with this cabin and this, you know, this, 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 this fucking thing. And I'm like, God damn, I just want to, mm. so I'm, I'm trying not to get pissed off, but I'm fucking there. And it takes, if you know me, it takes a lot to get me just fucking fired up. So we have a little bit of a blow up at this arcade thing and this supernova arcade place here in Colorado Springs. Cool place, by the way, nothing against that place, but she made it a shitty place for me. Um, but that wasn't it. Okay. Finally, we're leaving. We're leaving. Okay, cool. Awesome. No, we're not. Your daughter's home alone. She's texting me saying, I don't want to be here alone. I want to go see this cabin thing. So then we, she wants to go to like this little dab bar, like a weed place, like, like a speakeasy for weed or whatever. It's closed now, thankfully. Um, so now she wants to go there with them. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking just right then and there. I knew I don't want to be in this chick's life. I don't want her in my life. This whole thing is over because she put her own little fucking bullshit party girl, fucking teenage, you know, bullshit over her daughter, over me, over everything that I fucking did. So uh, <laughs> this is, this is just one question, by the way. <laughs> Okay, but it doesn't even end there. It's like we didn't even go to the cabin. So I called the cabin people. I'm like, look, you can keep everything I put in there, all the flowers, the fucking wine, the the little chocolates and gifts and shit. Just fucking keep them. I don't give a shit. Just cancel the fucking room. So I did that. And then um, we find, oh, I was waiting in the parking lot to pick her up after the stupid weed bar thing. I saw a car accident. The cops were drawing guns on somebody. So I'm like, look, we're fucking leaving. So we left. Finally, I dragged her out of the place. Not physically, but I pull, I said, look, I, we got to go. There's people shooting outside. I'm fucking done with this. So we finally go home and we sleep. You know, of course, no sex, no fucking anything. I don't even know if we slept together that night. Next day of the Comic-Con, I get up at 630 because I had to go do some adjustments to her fucking table. Did she go with me? No. Did she help? No. She kept her fucking lazy ass at home and did nothing. And then my car overheats on the way there. <laughs> it just gets better and better. Anyway, um, so yeah, I come back and we I pick her up and her daughter up and we go again. We sit through another fucking lifeless, emotionless, like no closeness at all. We're basically just, you know, sitting at a table together. It's it's done. And I'm thinking, God damn, I did all this shit. So at the end of that one there was like an after show party. Of course, who got pissed the fuck off at me because I said, I'm not going to the after show party because she wanted to hang out with all the celebrities and be a star fucker. So I said, look, I'm grabbing the kids and I'm going to this fucking hotel or this little cabin that I got Bye. you can find your own way around. She blew a lid. I oh, fine. I just fucking go with you. So we go to the cabin everything's out of the cabin at this point, all the champagne, the chocolates, the gifts, the flowers, it's all gone. And uh, luckily they still had the room open and it's already been paid for. So 
Anyway, it was still there. So we slept there that night. And again, I think I slept on the couch, to be honest with you. It was just a waste of time and a waste of money. And then the next day I told her, I I think she got sick and stayed at my house for another day. Again, no kissing, no holding, no sex, no anything. Just fucking two people in the same room. It sucked. The next day I broke up with her. And uh, yeah, I went on for about a week. I actually got a little upset for a while, a little sad about it. Because that's just what humans do. And then um, after that, I haven't talked to her since. And I'm grateful that I've not had to hear her voice or see her stupid face ever since. So fuck her. And that's the answer to my worst date ever question. Do I have enough time for the rest of these? Um, Is it hard to write music since my partner Dave passed away? Yeah, you know, it sucks. He wrote the music. I wrote the words. We put it all together. And um, it was a great team. I love the stuff that we've done. I love the stuff we still have yet to do. So, but yeah, just the fact that he passed it all sucks. As a former soldier, how do you feel about possible wars in Iran? Um, you know, here's the thing. You know, I want to do this next week. Let me save that for next week. Because honestly, when I was in the army, it was a job. And that was it. It was a means to get ahead in life. I had a shitty situation. Next week's meat segment of this podcast will be about being in the military. Yeah, we're going to do that and talk about modern stuff and wars and shit like that. Um... Skip that one. Skip that one. I can't even read my handwriting on this one. Um, what's my most gratifying TV show and why? From Johnny. Um, that's it's hard to even pick that one. It's some shows are creatively gratifying. Some shows I, I get to travel a lot, and you know the experience is gratifying. Some shows, like we have shows about cancer and homelessness, and and homelessness and uh, domestic violence and stuff like that. Those shows are gratifying because I'm actually sharing people's stories uh, that can make a difference, that can raise awareness. So I mean, honestly, if it's if it's on a side TV, it's very gratifying, and I'm very proud of it. So that's just a bullshit answer, cop out answer, but it's true. I'm very gratified with all of them. I like being on the road. I like the experiences. I like telling stories. I like meeting people. And uh, I just like being at the helm of all of this stuff because it's a, it's a dream come true for me. And uh, hopefully you'll pull your head out of your ass and actually get a SciTV at SciTV.com. So anyways, I already did the goodbye, so I'm not going to do any more goodbyes. I'm just going to kiss you right on the freaking lips, maybe slip you a little tongue and say thank you guys for listening.